0: This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family wealth and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more.
1: Think of it this way. If you have an extra $1,000 and you don't know what to do with it, get out two tools. And these two tools have helped me so many times along the decision-making process an amortization schedule and a compound interest calculator plug and play variations of that available money and just figure out what works for you and figure out what makes your heart content
0: This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids & Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're going to do two things. First, we're going to be answering a question from the Marriage, Kids & Money community about what to do when you're losing motivation to pay off your mortgage. Hmm. And second, we are back with our mortgage-free family segment. Today, we're going to be featuring Mark and Tiffany Baker from Terre Haute, Indiana. They are going to share how their mortgage freedom has even allowed them to revitalize their hometown. All right, let's jump into today's show. I received a question from Kevin in our Thriving Families Facebook group, and here it is. Long-time listener here and first-time poster, I need some advice. We were on a debt-free kick and have been crushing our mortgage the past year and a half. We owe $30,900 and it is valued at $160,000. We should have it paid off next spring because we are throwing $2,700 a month at the mortgage. I want to invest our extra cash flow and use it towards rental properties, multi-family, single-family tax lien property he puts in there. But we are committed to paying off the house, and we are so close we don't want to stop. It's confusing, he says. I need some motivation. Help me focus on my goals. Why do I want to stop paying off the mortgage now? Maybe I've listened to too many podcasts. <laughs> I love that. Kevin, thank you so much for posting that in the group. I love your honesty, and I love your transparency. Thank you so much for that. And I feel this so much, man, it is confusing. I remember being one year away from mortgage freedom and I stumbled across this community called FIRE. And all of my investing ideas, I wanted to invest all of my money and that became a lot more enticing than paying off my mortgage at 3%, investing my money in real estate, investing my money in the stock market. And I was still investing, but I could have been investing more, and that irked me a little bit. So I feel where you're coming from, Kevin. Nevertheless, I stayed the course. I paid off our house for good. Now, looking back, would I do it all over again? Knowing what I could have made in the market and real estate, and I probably would have done it all over again the same way. But paying off my mortgage or paying off your mortgage isn't for everyone. I am reminded of that on a near daily basis on social media when people with internet courage call me mean names. So, Kevin, <laughs> to provide you with another perspective and potentially to provide me with some support per se, I've invited Brendan Schleigbaum on the show today. Brendan is a husband, a young father and a CPA that just quit his nine-to-five job at Deloitte and paid off his house before 30 years old. He's also the financial educator behind Budget Dog, a financial empowerment platform with nearly 100,000 followers. When Brennan isn't motivating people to get out of debt, he enjoys spending time with his family, traveling, and working out. Welcome to the show, Brennan.
1: Thanks, Andy. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Well, Brennan, let's help Kevin here with his question. How can Kevin find some motivation to keep paying off his mortgage when there's all these other investment opportunities? There's the stock market, there's whatever, crypto, there's real estate. So how does he keep that focus? How does he find that motivation?
1: It's such a good question because it comes up so often, right? And I think the number one thing is you have to understand your why behind everything, and so if you understand your why, that's going to drive a lot of decision-making. It's going to be a lot easier that way. So what we did personally when we paid off our mortgage, we, we mapped out that plan. It allowed us to reach our goals and you know, take that FOMO feeling away of crypto and real estate and all these 0% down offers everywhere that you look and turn. And then you hear social media, never pay off your mortgage. Keep the longest possible mortgage. And so I think if you understand that why, it kind of wraps you back into ignoring the outside noise and focusing on what's important to you. Think what will ultimately make your heart most content. And I think that's really what it comes down to.
0: What was your why? What got you fired up to keep paying off your mortgage when there were all these other investment opportunities?
1: Yeah, so I think the number one thing was as I was building my business, I wanted to reduce the stress as I took that leap. And so the confidence to leave the nine to five was a big deal to me. So, and my wife as well. And so we looked at it as that is we reduce our expenses. We also had a daughter on the way. So the ability to stay home with her full time, we would avoid daycare costs. We would bring down the housing costs. There would be less stress on us, Right. And on top of that, we realized, you know, eventually we wanted to get to the point where this is a family business. It's not just my business. We wanted to bring her into it too. So eventually that's kind of the goal down the road. So, We've gotten to this point and now we have another step.
0: I love that. So there are motivations outside of math is what you're saying. Well, I guess there's still a math decision in what you made there. With fewer expenses in your life, you guys could make some decisions that were better for your family.
1: Absolutely. Because one of my, actually my slogan for Budget Dog is it's bigger than math. And it hits it right on the, on the head with it because we did the calculations. We understood, hey, if we would have, and I did a look back analysis and figured out Hey, how much did we actually lose per se, right? And it was $42,000. So we could have increased our net worth by $42,000, but what value would that have brought to us at this point in time? Zero. And so I looked at that and we kind of made the educated decision on that and saying, that's great. We could be $42,000 richer on paper, but our lifestyle would be the same. So the way to be free was to pay off the house.
0: Now, let's say you had different goals, like Kevin. Let's put ourselves in Kevin's shoes. If Kevin wants to get into real estate investing, would paying off the mortgage on a very low interest rate mortgage make sense if he wants to build wealth down the road? And let's say he wants to own 10 properties and live off of that. Would you have done the same thing then?
1: It's a good question. You know, I might be looking at things a little differently. I do think personal residence is a lot different than rentals. So being able to pay off your personal residence and have no mortgage payment is fine. But if you have a mortgage on a rental property, somebody else is paying that. So you can look at it a little differently.
0: I would agree with you. If and when I ever do any rental properties for now, it doesn't make sense in our lives. We got little kids and it just seems like another job to me. But in the future, I think I would be happy taking out a mortgage as just a cost of doing business for rental property. So for Kevin... I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a decision he has to make. But for me, if you're so close to the finish line of $30,900, I don't know, there's something mentally satisfying about just saying that you're done with something.
1: Absolutely. I think it's, it's so exciting to knock that bucket list item off of the, the list. I mean, just that, that feeling the next month in September was our first month that we paid off the mortgage and not to have that mortgage come through was so gratifying. And we were able to take that and invest it. So it was like such a win-win. I don't regret anything we've done.
0: Now, talk to me about what investing means to you, because there's others. We like to talk about it in the FIRE community. There's those three areas, right? You could stock market invest, you could real estate invest, or you could build a business like you are. Now, when you talk about investing, what does that mean to you?
1: I think financial freedom comes to mind when I hear the word investing. So investing for your future. I think everyone says investing, they think market, stock market, real estate and stuff like that. I just look at it as putting my future in the forefront and making sure that I'm prepared for the future. And if I can do that through real estate, crypto, whatever it may be, there's so many different things out there. I'm going to do that and take that step.
0: Yeah. Is real estate a part of your plan, real estate investing in the future?
1: So my friends, the FI couple that I know you've had on here before They've flirted with the idea with me about it, and I, I've considered it. And it's definitely something I've been thinking. But as you said, you have little kids, and I just had my my daughter, she's five weeks old. So right now, I'm just trying to stay alive. So <laughs> the last thing I want to do is add a whole real estate portfolio to the mix. I don't think I slept last night. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. How old and how old is your your daughter?
1: So she's five weeks. Oh um, man. And she's still in that- yeah. We have a little snoo, so it registers how long she's down. She was not down much last night. <laughs> oh,
0: man. Yeah. I've heard some good things about how AI is helping young parents make sleeping a little easier. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. And I think that's a good point. So, I mean, depending on where you are and what season or stage of life you're in, investing in rental properties, investing in real estate may make a lot of sense for you. For me as a young father, where I've got some different interests, allocating my time to that right now doesn't seem to to fit well. And it sounds like that's the case for you. Let's talk about mortgage freedom. We talked about it a little bit for you and your family. Did that allow you to leave your job? Was building your business the, the impetus for leaving your job? How did that all go?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So I think really it changed our entire outlook. So when we were thinking about that leap, it was a, it's a scary thing to be an entrepreneur. I went to college. I always thought, hey, I'm going to work at Deloitte and big and I'm going to work my way up to partner. That was my goal. And all of a sudden this budget dog thing came about and I was like, this is really what I like. So I was being pulled away from that, from Deloitte. But the problem was it was still scary to leave that nine to five paycheck that's been consistent my whole life. I went to school for, I got my CPA and all that kind of stuff. So it was, it was scary. So I think being able to bring down that mortgage and eliminating that entirely gave me that confidence to take that leap and just say, you know what, we can do this on her salary alone. Why not take this chance at this point in my life?
0: Whether it's starting a business or doing something different, or maybe going down to part-time if you're a parent that wants to spend more time, mortgage freedom can allow you to do those things. When Nicole wanted to go full-time stay-at-home mom, our mortgage freedom around 2017 allowed for that to happen because we weren't making a 2000 dollars payment each month anymore, and we put a lot more towards the principal each month too. So it was like a big raise, but then the deduction from the reduction of income. But the whole point is to align it to your values. And it sounds like that's what you guys have been able to do. So outside of paying off your mortgage and then figuring out how to build income through your business, were there other things that you did to prepare for the leap that made you feel even more comfortable?
1: Yes, absolutely. So first off with the business, I wanted consistent income above the nine to five for 12 months at least, which we did. We discussed exit plans together. So that was really, we wanted to be clear with each other when that leap was going to come. And we reduced expenses by obviously paying off the home and every other debt there. So that we, our expenses are low. And so we have zero debt on top of that. But another thing is we wanted to get our health, our investments to a healthy level to get to that coast FI level so that we know anything on top of that's technically gravy for retirement. And then anything additional would be early retirement at that point. So we wanted to make sure all of those things were in place to be in a good spot.
0: Talk to me about Coast FI. What does that mean to you? And how did you get there? Let's talk about that. How did you get there?
1: Investing early and often is the goal and getting that money there early, you know, at the age of 21, 22 years old, or if you can do it earlier, great, do it. My daughter's five weeks old with way better net worth than I had at five weeks. So (laughs) she's in a good situation. And so the earlier you can get that money in, the more it has time to grow and the less you have to actually, you know, contribute yourself. But once you get to that point where your money is going to grow and grow and grow by itself without any additional contributions, you've reached that co step I level. And that's what we're at right now.
0: There's very few pensions around or the ones that are still around, you know, good for all those folks that have those. <laughs> but for a lot of America, we have to create our own pension and, and having a, a CostaFI plan where you can do that early on often can help you prepare for that. So tell me a little bit about how you're investing for your five week old daughter. This is super interesting.
1: You know, what? I, I feel like she's a little too spoiled already. <laughs> 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 so so we have three three accounts for her. We have a taxable brokerage account in our name that we're gonna eventually gift her, but it's earmarked for her. I think that's the biggest account. The 529 on top of that for college expenses. And then we have the Roth IRA. So she got her second modeling gig this morning and offered. So any money that she makes is gonna go into the Roth IRA, which is earned income. Obviously a lot of parents don't have the option with a, a baby at five weeks, but she luckily was able to do that through my business and then an additional offer because she's on the internet everywhere. We've been contributing to that as well.
0: I love that. Yeah, talk about investing for three very (laughs) important moments in your life. So you got retirement through the Roth IRA, you've got college through the 529, and then the UTMA or kids brokerage or whatever you're gonna do. Many options, I guess, as they get older. So many options. Yeah, so very cool, awesome. Well, there's somebody listening right now and they're trying to make this decision. They're trying to figure out, should I pay off my mortgage or should I invest more of my money in stock real estate my small business what would you say to them how could they make this decision
1: so remember it's a personal decision don't let anyone on the internet or anybody anywhere shame you for doing either because they're both good decisions right they're ultimately good decisions you're helping your future self so it doesn't have to always be one or the other either like we can do a hybrid and that's what we did so we mapped out our goals and think of it this way if you have an extra thousand dollars and you don't know what to do with it get out two tools and these two tools have helped me so many times along the decision making process an amortization schedule and a compound interest calculator, plug and play variations of that available money, and just figure out what works for you and figure out what makes your heart content. So maybe this, maybe it's seven hundred investing and three hundred to the mortgage, and that allows you to reach both your goals. But maybe it doesn't, and so you want to plug and play those numbers until that situation makes sense. But yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is during that mortgage payoff, I do think investing fifteen percent of your gross income is important. So I do think that having that amount of money saved away, even when you're paying off that low interest mortgage makes a lot of sense. But anything over that, with the extra $1,000, like the example I explained, that's where you guys got to think and just kind of plug and play those numbers.
0: I love that advice. And yes, everybody, we talk about this on the show often. It doesn't have to be an or. These can be and decisions. And if you're able to start as early as five weeks, you're going to have a lot of money by the time you're in your 60s. So start early for investing and and tackle these things. Brennan, thank you so much for your time today. If people want to connect with you, follow you, where's the best place to go?
1: all major socials, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube coming out November 1st on Budget Dog, And then TikTok and Twitter, Budget Dog underscore.
0: Awesome. Brennan, thank you so much for your time today. Hey, everybody, if you're looking for somebody who's not going to shame you for your decisions on the internet and have some fun and help you to reach those family goals, check out Brennan, follow him. I've had a lot of fun following him on Instagram and Twitter. And Brennan, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you so much, Andy, for having me. We'll be back to the show after a quick word from our sponsors.
0: Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Telo, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up, the code is valid until April 19th, 2024. marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Telo. Thanks for taking time to consider our sponsors, everyone. Let's jump back into the show you like to own your home outright? What would it feel like to never make a mortgage payment ever again? On our mortgage-free segment today, we're going to interview Mark and Tiffany Baker from Terre Haute, Indiana. Recently, this 30-something couple paid off their home for good. We're going to find out how they did it and what mortgage freedom has done for their family of five. Welcome to the show, Mark and Tiffany. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thank you both for being here. I like to start off this show with something called the Mortgage Free 3. These are quick answers that give people a little bit of information about what you've done here. So let's start off with question number one. What was your original mortgage principal balance?
2: So we purchased our home here in Terre Haute for $89,000. We put 25% down. So we had a little over 66 grand on it.
0: Awesome. And then how long did it take you to pay off that 66 grand?
2: 20 months.
0: 20 months. Okay. Yeah. You guys were on fire there. That was about 30 K a year. Very cool. And then last question, what is the home value today? About 200,000. Wow. God bless this uh, real estate market. Huh? That's incredible. All right. Let's talk about your story. Why did you want to become mortgage free? we quit our jobs in 2019, April, 2019
3: to start our own business. You know, we were on the, the debt-free journey, fire journey for a long time. And we got to that point where we said, all right, it's time, you know, so we quit our jobs and moved back to Terre Haute. And, uh, we bought this house and it became very, very important for the future long-term security that goes, you know, with, you know, along with the financial freedom side of saying like, all right, we're going to be entrepreneurs. We're going to work for ourselves. We're going to, we're going to be on this for the long haul. The number one thing we need to do, like our, our, our biggest chess piece, you know, on the table was buying our home and then paying it off so that worse comes to worse, everything goes south. We uh, at least own our roof.
0: I love that. And then you guys did this over 2019, 2020. How recently did you pay off your mortgage? We wrote the check June. probably either June or July. Did the pandemic escalate your interest in doing this? Did did that have any sort of play into the situation?
2: Yeah, so we, we teach Financial Peace University here in Terre Haute with United Way and with our local YMCA. And so we were preaching this to all kinds of other people, right? And so it was a really fun update for us to say that we paid off our home. That was one of our updates on the weekly Meetings
3: that we had. Yeah, and then I guess like from the pandemic side, you know, us being in our 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 business is you know we flip homes here, we renovate houses here in Terre Haute, and then we also you know invest in like long term holds and creating passive income, and so we're in the real estate world, which the pandemic actually, with you know, I guess from the buying and selling side didn't really affect it much, other than inventory went really low, which on the side for us we had inventory to sell, so. We didn't feel much of effects from the pandemic on that side. It was more on supply chain stuff, delays on lead times, things like that. So we didn't have a lot of effects from the pandemic that way. Our driving force for paying off our mortgage came from the debt free journey that began in 2008. You know, that was once we took on the debt, it was like, well, now we have it. You know, you know what we have to do to that. It has to go bye bye.
0: Interesting. Well tell us about this moment where you guys decided, well, we're gonna move back home. Tell us where you were and what were you doing at the time for a living?
3: We were working in Japan at the time, whenever we actually made the leap and, and quit our jobs. Tiffany was a an accountant for for the you know, for the, the US government. So she was a Department of Defense accountant for a long time. So that moved us, you know, to from Indianapolis to Naples, Italy, to Denver, Colorado, and then to you know Yokosuka, Japan, which is just south of Tokyo and Again, along that whole journey, we were, you know, we, we did the debt-free journey piece while we lived in Indianapolis, and then we moved to Italy and started basically just hammering out retirement accounts, and then we realized, well, we, we, then we, you know, we got uh, got the news we were ha- going to have our first baby, so we were like, all right, you know, that opened our eyes a little bit, and then it opened them up even more when we had our second and our third, and, you know, we started a lot, you know, working more toward the, you know, you had the recent show, the the time being, you know, a currency, right, like, and, and to us, time is is the only currency, right? I mean, it is the most important piece of, I guess, a resource that you have, right? You have no idea how much of it you have, and it's very important. And then when we were in Japan, we were already kind of really working the, the numbers and trying to figure out how much passive income we needed to make the leap and become financially independent. Then my dad passed away unexpectedly, and we were 6,000 miles away on the wrong side of the world. And then you know that kind of flipped our worlds upside down. And we that happened in July of 2018, and by April of 2019, we were on a plane heading home. You know, so we it was like, all right, if anything like that happens again, we're not going to be you know 48 hours away from home. You know, if we get another phone call like that, so that 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 made it much more important for proximity. And then also on the side note of that, it skewed our equation heavily toward how quickly we could quit our jobs and become financially independent when we started targeting moving back to Terre Haute, Indiana, instead because that really wasn't ever. Always the thought until that happened, but the cost of living here is just so cheap that as soon as we started plugging in the numbers and saying, well, if we just move back to Terre Haute, move back close to home, because we thought Indianapolis, still a little bit higher cost of living there, but as soon as we put the numbers in from Terre Haute, it just changed everything, and we were like okay, yeah, we could do this like really quickly if we, if we did that.
2: <laughs> we say that living in Terre Haute is living um, life on clearance just because we've lived in such high cost of living areas. We really appreciate what we have here. I know that us purchasing this home for $79,000 total is ridiculous. I couldn't buy a, you know a parking spot in Denver for that.
0: So it sounds like when you guys talk about financial independence, passive income, your means for that is real estate investing. Is that right?
3: Yeah. Yep. So it's starting in Denver is when we bought our first rental property. But we did not buy it in Denver because again, yeah. the same house in Denver was four hundred thousand dollars that you could buy in Indianapolis in the suburbs there for a hundred thousand dollars. And so we bought, you know, between Denver and, and Japan, we bought three different rental properties that were giving us about thirty two hundred dollars in cash flow a month. So that plus the money the cash we had saved up and being debt free, that's kind of what put us in that position to be able to say, all right, we can, we can move back to Terre Haute and, and we can survive for a while with the rental income and our rent. The house that we rented was 675 a month, $8,100 for a year. We're like, okay, we can do that. We can at least let's give it a try for a year. We got, we can do that. You know, we can, we can at least figure something
0: out. That's incredible. So you guys were able to quit your jobs with this new business and still have enough money for your everyday living and pay off the mortgage. Is that right?
2: Yeah, so we, we have three daughters who are ages three, five, and six. And so our business is three sisters investments. So it's all everything we're doing is for them. But what we did to pay off this mortgage was as we would flip homes, we would take the profits and put it into this really big project that we had. And so we turned a fourplex into a single family home, which turned out to be super expensive to do. <laughs> and so it was great. Um and we learned a lot, but we use that as kind of a savings account for us. And so we called that home dream home and it's because, you know, we're doing high end fixtures and all this stuff, but also we knew that we were putting so much of our profit into that house that when it did sell that we were going to live our dream even further by paying off our home. So when dream house sold and now a family lives in it and they're happy, we were able to pay off our house. So it was a win, win for everybody.
0: Tiffany, talk to me about the numbers. When you flip a house, what are you guys bringing in?
2: I feel like we make 20 grand on almost every house. Is that yeah.
3: proper? You know, even, you know, again, we took on a couple of really big projects that sunk a lot of money into those and we would still come out anywhere between, I think our the, the least we've made on a house, I think was 17 or 18. And then we've made up to, I think Dreamhouse actually being a large project still, I think netted about 32 or 33. But when it came down to it, it was like we did this huge project. We owned the house for a year, which, again, some of that was waiting tenants out and things like that. But still, in the end, we thought, man, we held that for a really long time and had to put a lot of money into it. it became a glorified savings account, which, again, for a purpose, because it paid off our home once we cashed that check at closing. We realized that, you know, just because it's a bigger project does not mean bigger profits. So I would say we, we, we tend to fall right around the
0: $20,000 range, you know, on the on the back end. And then the typical time frame. how long does it take for you guys to do one of these flips that brings in 20K?
3: For us, it's usually we hold them for between three to four months. Four is kind of the average, I think, on most of the homes that we've flipped here.
2: We always have some in the pipeline as well. So it's not like every four months we're selling a house. So as we're selling, you know, we have a house on the market right now. We're already working on the next projects to list, if that makes sense.
0: It's incredible. So I mean, outside of this being the new business you guys have where you're making money, controlling your expenses is also probably an integral part of your story. Talk to us about how you've done that over your financial journey.
3: The turning point for, for us would have been when we first got married, we moved to Indianapolis and then her parents, you know, we, we still had a house that we were that Tiffany actually had bought whenever we, you know, were in college. She was house hacking before we even knew that that's what she was doing. She bought that and I was paying rent to her, you know, before we were married. So I was living there, some friends were living there, we're all paying rent. She had no idea that she was doing something that we learned a lot more about later in life. But uh yeah, so so we're taking care of this that property here, and we were living about an hour and a half away in Indianapolis. And so we were driving back and forth a lot, and Tiffany's parents were like, hey take this book of CDs and, and listen to, give these a listen. And it turned out to be Dave Ramsey's financial piece, you know, so that started us on, you know, that debt-free journey
2: then when we yeah. were in Denver, is that's when we opened up to the fire movement and doing yeah. podcasts and blogs and all of the things. And so we just like binged all of that living in such a high cost of living area. And yeah. then when we got my contract to move to Japan, my contract paid all of our living expenses. So we're debt free. We have these rentals. They're um, generating cash flow. And we're just kind of working on savings and trying to figure out what the next step is. And so when we really realized that time was the currency that we cared about and it just really made us focus even further we're both numbers people mark ran banks also so yeah. we're just total nerds yeah
3: and really you know the the core of i think so the core of the fire movement really is lowering your 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 living expenses right and, and then hitting and then that way your fire number is just so much lower if you can control how much you spend and so we this summer kind of a, another thing we did that was so we teach financial peace for adults, but then there was a local like summer camp here that where our daughters were attending, and they wanted us to teach this thing called lemonade stand day or lemonade day. It's kind of a, a kids' version of like entrepreneurship and learning, you know, how to run a business, right, by running a lemonade stand. But they had us come in and teach a day that was called spend, save, give. You know, director of the summer camp said, you know, I, I understand that spend is probably not what you guys really care too much about. You're more on the save and spend side or save and save and give side. And I said, actually. Quite the opposite. That you know, it all starts from the spend side. If you can't control the spending side, you'll never have the money to save or give. You know, so really, the core of everything is, you know, paying off debts, lowering your monthly expenses, and the you know, and and basically, you know, having having more money to do things with. And and in our case, you know, we we've focused so much more on investing in the things that give us money back today, like passive income through real estate and through rentals, versus you know, hammering out the, the IRAs and the Roths and the 401ks because, you know, you kind of lock that money in until you're 60. And then, you know, we we thought, well, if that's the case, we're going to work till we're 60. I don't want to do that. I want something that's going to like spin off some returns today. And that's where we turned our attention to to investing in real estate.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. That's what I love about real estate investing. It's something that you guys obviously both really enjoy doing together. Call it your career, your business, your job, whatever. Something you're enjoying now and you're building wealth for the future and creating that financial freedom. Talk to us about what happens now. You guys are mortgage-free. You're building this family-based business. What are your goals for the future?
2: Okay, so here's the splurge. So our goal has always been to kind of delegate everything in our life. That's really what we
3: say. (laughs) Time is time is the currency, right? Delegate as much as you
2: can. What we just recently did now that we've paid off our house, we hired a local company to start mowing our grass every week. And then we've also hired house cleaners to come in. Now they're going to come in every two weeks. And that's just us, you know, supporting other families, but also really allowing us just to focus on our three toddlers, because, you know, sometimes they can be a lot. So we, we need to, when we're, when we're with them, we want to be really with them. And I, I don't want to be cleaning.
3: Yeah, they're trying to clean up around them and like to, to like the, to like the deep cleaning, really, you know, and and then obviously if I'd go out to mow the grass, albeit we have a very small yard, it would still take me an, you know, an hour to go out there and mow, we'd eat and all the things, you know, and I'd get all sweaty and gross. And the whole time the girls would be inside playing or be at the window watching me and everything. And it's like, no, I don't want to I don't want to be out here. I want to be in there. So, you know, that 30 bucks a week was us buying back another hour of my time, you know, which is very much worth it to me.
0: I love that. Yeah, you guys have taken control. You have now defined your schedule. You have this financial piece. I love it. Let's talk to the people who are listening right now who are saying, you know what? These guys are real estate investors, but they paid off a super low interest rate mortgage. I just can't understand the math of that. What would you say to those people who are interested in your story? So
2: I'm not mad at anyone for investing in the stock market. We we have a lot of money in in the stock market you know for 30 year olds that will touch when we get to re- traditional retirement but we didn't get to where we are by listening to well-intentioned folks so when we teach financial peace we teach that 8 out of 10 people are living paycheck to paycheck so those people who are questioning what we're doing or how we've lived our lives since 2008 frankly they might be on the other side of that they're not they might not be in that 20% and so the only thing we can do is just to live life on our terms and be unapologetic about, about that just hope that we can encourage others to you know define their dream life and then go live it yeah.
3: and then here's a real quick answer to that too low interest high interest any interest interest is interest that's free money going to the bank and out of my pocket you know today so it doesn't matter what the interest rate is i don't want to donate money to the bank anymore and again things go south we finish a bunch of projects and they all sit on the market for a year all i have to worry about doing is keeping my lights on and keeping the girls fed and making a couple of tax payments. And and we've got enough reserves for that. So mm-hmm. I don't have to ever worry about, you know, and again, this is going to be uh, another, you know, little cheesy, you know, Dave Ramsey plug because we've been teaching it. But I love this one thing he says. He's like, I've done super deep, very, you know, very in-depth research on, uh, on foreclosures and 100% of foreclosures happen on houses that have a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, okay, yeah, so true. We don't have if you don't have a mortgage, the bank can't come touch your house anymore. (laughs)
2: There's there's a lot of peace. There's a lot of peace to um, having our home paid off and knowing that we really are loving what we're doing here for our community and having time with our family. And if we go back to a job, it would be scratching and clawing our way back. Now that you've tasted entrepreneurship, yourself quitting your job in 2020 and starting your business, you know, It's scary. But it's less scary because our house is paid for.
3: Yeah. And I would say that you can probably agree 100% that being that you took the entrepreneurial leap, you did it with your mortgage paid off 100%. And it feels a whole lot better with that unknown out there in front of you day after day, not having to worry about your house.
0: I think you guys are both right. You hit it on the head. It made this whole process a lot easier for both Nicole and I to say, yeah, Andy, go for this business because we have the mortgage paid off, because we have got money saved up. But yes, the, the mortgage definitely made that decision a lot easier. Thank you so much for this, guys. I really appreciated chatting with you today. Talk to us about where people can connect with you if they're interested in learning more about Three Sisters Investments or just maybe asking you guys a question.
2: We're on Instagram. Like I said, our company is Three Sisters Investments and it's just the number three. And I encourage anyone to reach out to us on Instagram. I think that that's the best way. Our our email is also threesistersinvestments at gmail.com. So either one of those. Thank you both
0: so much for being open and honest and transparent with me today. I believe that type of transparency really helps people as they are listening to stories like this. So thank you both very much.
3: Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you for having us.
0: Freedom helps to give you options, whether it's full-time small business ownership like Brennan or a flourishing real estate business that supports your community like the Baker family. It's hard to deny the life-changing benefits of a paid-off home. As a quick reminder, everybody, this show is for entertainment purposes only. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation. Before we go for the day, I want to encourage you to join our free Thriving Families Facebook community. This is a group of like-minded families who are working on their family goals and want to be surrounded by others doing the same. One cool thing that we do each week is highlight our wins. Last week, we heard this cool win from new member Gwen, and here it is. We paid off our minivan, and my kids routinely remind me how much they love it. It helps me not want to rush out to buy another car. (laughs) Gwen, this is awesome news. It is so nice to have a paid off car. We're working on saving up for our next vehicle. And there is no way we're going back to payments, man. These paid off cars just feel too good. And I'm so glad your family appreciates it as well. Can I get a round of applause for our friend, Gwen? All right. Congratulations. Very, very cool. This is great news. If you've got some wins you want to share and inspire others along the way, please join our Thriving Families Facebook group at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash community. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash community. This is a free Facebook group. So if you're not into Facebook, that's okay. Lots of people aren't lately. (laughs) You can connect with me on any other social network If you are into those, at Andy Hill, M-K-M. That's Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. (laughs) There's lots of them. Anyway, I would love to hear your news if you're not into Facebook. That's cool. Connect with me and uh, tell me what's going on in your life. I appreciate it. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm gonna end the show with a quote today from Jim Rohn. The stronger the why, the easier the how becomes. Define your why and get to work, my friends. Carpe diem.